Hello and good evening, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick and Friends. And of course, I brought the posse as always. We have a special guest joining us. We have some Killer Instinct footage. We actually have me playing Elden Ring footage for the second half. And man, I'm enjoying that game quite a bit. Shot to, to Keosante's shockingness of it all. Mm -hmm. um, I have been <laughs> converted now. I have I actually had people ask me, hey, boom. Which souls are you going to play next? And the answer is none. Uh, if, if, if I'm going to play anything after this, uh, and I don't even think I'm going to beat this because this game is, is very difficult, uh, I'm going to probably uh, pick up uh, Sekiro and potentially Bloodborne. Uh, and those are the two that I will play because those are fast. And this game is, you know, if you pick a, a, a bruiser of a character, you're going to be a little bit slow. I picked the Samurai. I'm quite enjoying it. Um, I fought, I'm, I don't know, 12 or 14 hours in, I'm level 20. Um, I fought too many bosses. I'm at a big uh, main boss right now that's beat me a couple of times, but I, I figured out how to, how to outlast him. I just got to get a chance to play. But listen, folks, we have an incredible show for you. Um, this, obviously, we're going to be talking about some comments brought to my attention by our special guest, John Wolf, regarding Ed Boone. Folks, I have a strong suspicion based on what he said that there is a good chance that the game that he is working on that is not Mortal Kombat could very well be a Killer Instinct reboot. I have some tweets from him and Phil Spencer over the years, or going all the way back to 2016. And uh, listen, if you know anything about Ed Boon, he loves Killer Instinct. Uh, and more so, he loves tweeting about Killer Instinct. So I kind of think that there's, you know, one in one equals two plus three. I don't know. We're going to find out. And of course, to back end the conversation of tonight, Michael Pachter, uh, former glory boy of, of, of analysts within gaming, who has taken a, lo a long walk off a very, very deep pier. Um, he said some things that has a lot of people scratching their heads. Um, I don't know. I mean, listen, everyone's entitled to their opinion. So, we're, of course, we're not throwing him under a bus. But the way he did say it was, as a matter of fact, that it is going to happen. As a matter of, as a matter of fact, he actually said something in that video um, that was on his paywalled uh, show, The Factor Pactor. Um, that we're going to come back to him uh, at some point, and he's going to be proven correct, which you, I'm going to read what he had to say. Not only do I think it's preposterous, I have to say that I, I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't throw myself out there and make these bold claims as if he knows what he is talking about when it comes to this near $70 billion deal between Microsoft, Activision, and Blizzard. Um, again, we're going to get into that. But let's get into the, uh, the the introductions, and we'll start first with John Wolf, our special guest. John, welcome back to the program, brother. Thanks, Boom. Thanks for having me tonight. I look forward to uh, chatting with everybody about these topics. Uh, as always, it's always an honor whenever you uh, invite me on your show, man, and I really do appreciate it. And yeah, let's have some fun. Yeah, we're, we're Everborn Saga, folks, FYI, he's stuck in traffic. He will be with us momentarily, but we do have the rest of the crew here for you. Kay Asante, what's going on, brother? How are you? Good evening, everybody. Oh, I'm doing absolutely good. Great this 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 evening. Uh, <laughs> I'm actually enjoying all the the wonderful conversations that are being had about the latest and greatest news. There's <laughs> there's a lot of spiciness tonight. Uh, welcome back, John. Appreciate you having you here, and I'm looking forward to getting getting into it. So let's, let's get started. Yeah. Well, real quick, folks, if you missed his Saturday show, 
of the Gaming Circle podcast, he had the, the none other than the incredible and extremely talented Delilah HD on to really break down a lot of uh, the, the topics surrounding Horizon Zero Dawn. Quite frankly, it was very, very interesting. And, uh, you know, obviously, if you did miss it live, definitely get over to his channel and uh, give that a watch. Well you, worth good, your time. Appreciate it. Uh, oh, my pleasure. Absolutely, brother. Wandering Dutch, brother. How the heck are you? And how are the preparations going on the big indie uh, situation that, you, that we're going to be all being a part of later on this year? Yes, yes. So a couple of months, <clears throat> a couple of months away now, but uh, preparations are going well. Intro's done. Um, starting to get some videos together, speaking to indie devs. So it is going very well indeed. All of the creators know what they need to do now um, and what I require from them. So it's, uh, it's looking awesome. I did also say before the show boom that I was saving one particular F-bomb for a specific gentleman. Um, and I will use that F-bomb at the beginning of this show. Uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of people will agree with this sentiment, but fuck Vladimir Putin. Uh, he Indeed. Rot yes, sir. Indeed. Well use of the F-bomb. Good use. Yep. Good use. Um, yeah, of course, as, as you know, we've, we stand firmly with the people of Ukraine and everything that's going on there. And, of course, uh, the more people that stand behind it um, and uh, and obviously bring light to to the situation over there and support the ukrainians the better um i hope personally that nato do a little bit more um in terms of bringing them into the eu officially so they get a bit more support um but i think putin's just lost his marbles a bit um that aside of course back to the good stuff awesome to be back on the show um of course first time with john wolf actually so Nice to meet you. <laughs> you too. Brother. I'm looking forward to getting into uh, another guy who didn't warrant the f bomb tonight, um, but will get a lot of heat, and that is the that that second topic. I'm looking forward to that one. <laughs> yeah, so, so am I. Uh, and, and you know, it's funny. You know, when I write these shows, I usually do it days in advance to prepare because obviously it's important to everyone to be well versed into the conversations that we're going to have. And I wound up calling an audible uh, because I watched. Um, Hogue Law's new video, which, again, I'm a big fan of Hogue. He's also a friend of the program, friend of the community. His video, which I highly recommend you give it a good watch, is in the show notes. It's the His link for that video is there. Uh, and I'm sure that after the conversation, after what you hear, what Pactor had to say, not only are you going to be scrape, scratching your head, but you're going to want to hear what Hogue had to say in regards to it. And Hogue is, uh, in that video, says that he is 80-plus percent sure that the deal is going to go down with no sanctions or no, as, as he called it, um, consent decrees. And we're going to break down what those, uh, those uh, consent decrees are. And like I said, folks, uh, it is what he proposed was nothing short of madness. But again, I digress. We are going to get into it. Let me continue. The mag, listen, yes, sir. mag, you obviously have a lot that we'll have a lot to say about this. Mm -hmm. in the loudest voice possible and we're expecting no no no, no other uh, how, how have you been man how's everything very good uh glad to be on the show tonight guys of course with our uh, illustrious panel we got the chat and of course we got john wolfen here tonight uh which i did have the pleasure of working with uh but it's been a long time my friend i think it's yeah. been oh my god like a year and a half it's got to be somewhere around there but uh, yes, but anyways, guess what? You know what? We're going to have a great show tonight. We got some great things to talk about. And uh, you know, we're actually ironically not going to be talking about Elden Ring too 
the um, <clears throat> you know, uh, dismay of yeah, chaos. I was about to say to the dismay of the <laughs> when, shaking when I, head. When did I become the, the, the Elden Ring party pooper in here? Well, you know down. why? I'll tell you why, Sade, because when Boom was talking about it, all I saw was this. No, I just saw the shaking head in the coin. I'm like, really? I feel like I, I feel like it's the Borg, you know, you, you know what I'm saying? You know what? You're not wrong. Resistance is futile. I know. Point. I know. You're not wrong because it's like it's almost like the FOMO train is going full tilt. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, you, you, get, you got a point there. But at the same time, damn, it's never good. But anyways, oh, we got boy. a show for you guys tonight. <laughs> Let's get right into it. Well, as a matter of fact, second half of the show, I have an hour plus footage of Elden Ring. Perfect. Uh, there you go, Kay. Uh, so, there you go, Kay. So, so as Kay is watching it, the FOMO <laughs> is going to set in, and he's going to be like, "Listen, I don't know what, what I'm doing here." Ninety-seven podcast. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen, folks, let's get into a subject that I am never going to tire about talking about. There's actually two particular IPs that hold an incredible special place in my heart. Banjo-Kazooie being one of them because I'm a platform dude, have been since I was a kid, and will continue to push the envelope until Papa Spencer answers the call. Uh, and I believe that is coming. Toys for Bob is obviously going to be a part of Xbox Game Studios. They have already expressed on numerous occasions that they personally would love to bring the burden bear back. And obviously we know that um, Rare is not going to do it. They don't want to return to old IPs, and that's perfectly fine. I, 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 at this point, let Bo Toys for Bob do what they do best and make incredible platformers. So that's coming. Well, folks, listen, here we go. Let's, let, let's get into the skinny. Uh, John Wolf, uh, obviously, who was a part of today's program, did something for the show. Uh, he dropped uh, a, a, a quote from Ed Boon himself. Now, this happened um, late last week, and this comes directly from Ed Boon, folks, so be prepared. He says this, and I quote, I can say that for 10 years, we, we've been releasing Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Mortal Kombat and Injustice. Uh, Mortal Kombat and Injustice. When we broke that pattern, there were a lot of speculations on what we would be doing next. I can tell you uh, there was a reason for it. And when we announce our next game, it'll make a lot more sense. At this point, I'll get in a lot of trouble if I continue to say anything more. Now, I, 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 we, let, let's let's bring in the evidence, folks. Let's uh, let's talk about how Ed Boon himself has constantly and consistently talked about more uh, Mortal Kombat versus Killer Instinct, potentially actually stopping a Mortal Kombat stop stop working on a Mortal Kombat game to work on a Killer Instinct, which is what I believe happened. This happened in June of 2016, a conversation between him and, of course, head of Microsoft Gaming now, Phil Spencer. And this is what Ed Boon had to say on Twitter. I loves me some KI, but a crossover would have to be an Xbox exclusive. And then shortly after that, Phil Spencer on Twitter responded directly to uh, new, uh, to Ed Boon saying, I love this idea. But that's not where it stops, folks. As a matter of fact, um, during Comic-Con of that year, uh, or one of the cons from uh, March, of, March 19th of 2016, he took a photo of someone dressed as scorpion and someone dressed i guess she's i guess she's like a ghost for killer instinct and he said this uh mortal kombat versus killer instinct confirmed k k hashtag k2e2 
Um, and of course, there's been there's been numerous times where Ed Boon, even recently, has talked up Killer Instinct. And one of those conversations was, in fact, that if he had an opportunity to make a new Killer Instinct, he would actually stop what he was doing on Mortal Kombat. Now, from what we understand, Mortal Kombat 12, which is going to be the sequel and it's going to be a big one, has been put on hiatus. Injustice 3 has also been on hi hiatus, and we know that they're working on an unannounced new project. I seem to believe, and again, this is just my fanboyism, if you will, that it's going to be Killer Instinct. I have, I have a strong suspicion, and I'm going to get. I, I, I'm sorry that we don't have Everborn Saga here just yet, but uh, this is where, again, folks, get ready because this is this is how I envision this being announced. And I could be wrong. More than likely, I'm wrong. But I'm going to go out. I'm going to go out with a bang, and here it goes. Uh, this year, uh, upcoming E3, whatever that's going to look like, it's not going to be called E3, but Microsoft is still going to have their show. Phil Spencer is going to get up there, and he's going to make a couple of big blockbuster announcements. And the, one of the announcements is that he's going to be on stage, and he's going to welcome in Ed Boon. And Ed Boon's going to come up the same way uh, that other studio heads have come up before they were announced at, 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 as acquisitions. And he's going to say... Hey, Ed, listen, uh, you have something that you want to tell our fans. And he's going to come out and he's going to say, well, listen, yes. As a matter of fact, I have two special announcements. The first one is going to be that I'm happy to announce that we have joined Xbox Game Studios. Mortal Kombat has become first party. And then he's going to say, take a look at this trailer. And he's going to go like this. And it's going to be Killer Instinct Reboot. <laughs> and that's how I got goosebumps. I, I know I'm giving people goosebumps and in, in, uh, near 200 people already here. I think that's how it's going to happen. Again... Uh, I, along with, uh, with, with a few people that were, will remain nameless, were privy to a document that was floating around the interwebs last year where it was confirmed based on his documentation. And obviously, uh, Jez Corden himself from Windows Central saw it that showed uh, that TT Games or Traveler's Tales, along with NetherRealm Studios, were up for a sale separately or potentially at the same time it looks like microsoft could have been in line for that again this is my speculation i want to go first to uh john wolf our special guest john this is look we all believe and now we're starting to hear from other people in chaosante i believe you talked about that today that someone had said something about street fighter 6 being exclusive you made a mm -hmm. mention of someone else so we'll come to you on yep. that it, yep. it, it is believed that Street Fighter Six is going to be exclusive. And by what that tells me is good luck of ever getting a Street Fighter ever again on an Xbox. That's, you know, so we saw five get locked down as an exclusive, still hasn't come to any other platform. And eventually, I believe Six is going to follow the same way. As great as Killer Instinct is, and as much as I want a, a sequel to this game, it's hard to imagine that... Uh, Street Fighter has been taken off the off the board. I said this to Keosante privately. Look, I, I'm not I'm not I'm not doing the tit for tat thing. We don't we don't do that on this program. I don't say when, when Microsoft does something, Sony should do something and vice versa. There is a point of contention where Microsoft has to get their hands out from underneath them and make a move in the fighting game genre. You cannot allow. I mean, they already have Guilty Gear, they already have Blaze Blue, and now they have Street Fighter. Those are three monster IPs that are locked behind Sony. 
And SNK usually doesn't release anything. They just did with King of Fighters, which was shocking. But if you're going to go up head-to-head -head with Sony in your EVO versus uh, Smash GG, you need to have an, a, a couple of a big boys in there, if you will. Killer Instinct, a new one, which is rumored thanks to uh, a special Nick over at the Xbox era. He made that announcement a couple of about a month ago that he believes that it is, in fact, in active development. And even then, he said he doesn't think he didn't think at the time that it was um, that the makers of Mortal Kombat. I, I seem to, uh, to, to differ now with based on what Ed Boone said. How important do you think it would be for Microsoft to lock up Mortal Kombat as first party? Yeah, I think that it's definitely something that Microsoft should uh, consider, uh, you know, especially taking in light of everything that you mentioned with Sony kind of uh, having a stronghold on the fighting game genre. Um, to go back to how you originally started, right, you you provided a lot of evidence. The that that comment that Ed Boon made, I found it very interesting because at the end, when especially the part that he mentioned about him getting in trouble. Now, maybe we could take it for face value. Maybe we can say, "Oh, I'll get in trouble with with you know with the uh, with WB Games if I mention something too early." But I don't know, Boone's That's not really Ed Boone's style. He likes teasing and you know uh, always uh, clowning the the fans and stuff like that. So he likes he he he's a troll, you know, and he enjoys it. So for, for him to say that, it must mean that you know it's something you know with NDAs and stuff like that. Uh, something more of the acquisition side, at least that's the way I took it, which is why I kind of got excited when I saw it. And I go, wow, for Ed Boom to kind of, uh, you know, go in that direction, it's very interesting. He just didn't leave it, you know, lingering like, oh, well, you'll see more. You'll hear more about it soon or something like that. So for him to say that, that's when like my ears kind of, you know, pricked up. And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Um, but yeah, Boom, to, to answer your question directly, Mortal Kombat would be a huge get for uh for the xbox brand as well as uh filling the the need of having a, a big fighting game because that uh, mortal kombat and street fighter are arguably arguably the the two biggest fighting game genres i mean you know that's uh, my opinion i could be right i could be wrong on that but for them to solidify themselves with the mortal kombat um you know brand and the legacy of mortal kombat it would be huge for xbox and 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 another notch on phil spencer's uh belt of accolades that he's slowly acquiring uh you know when you were mentioning uh the fantasy booking that you just did on e3 uh, i got a little tear in my eye boom that's <laughs> you got me uh you got me excited man if they were to do something like that that would be that would be awesome you know and, uh, that, i think that would be good especially for you know for nether realm i think that you know we've seen how microsoft is all in on gaming and the way that they've kind of empowered these these developers that they've acquired you know, from the double finds that, um, you know, all, all indications are that that game wouldn't have been uh, the finished product that it was if it wasn't for Microsoft ingesting, you know, their their funds into into that game. And I feel like NetherRealm is in the same area. You know, we're not not that WB never backed them up. That Mortal Kombat is a billion dollar franchise. But, you know, seeing all the moves that Microsoft has made, boom, I, I definitely do see that this is one that that they can heavily uh you know that both sides can benefit to be honest with you discovery uh, how much are they into into the gaming thing you know we haven't uh, well they also inherited a lot of debt with that yeah. deal so that that's that's also something to be talked about 
Yeah, definitely. Microsoft is willing to spend. Um, how much are they willing to spend to kind of cover the need of a fighting game um, to their portfolio? That's debatable. I, I from from you know what we've seen in the last two years, they are willing to 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 spend money to to fill those needs. So it's definitely something that I can see happening, Boo. And with that said. Okay, Asante, I want to bring you into the conversation because John made mention of Double Fine mm -hmm. uh, and Tim Schaefer. Uh, I happen to be in the audience sitting right next to King, uh, King David and uh, Tim Dogs, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. during the uh, E3 event uh, where, where they, it was announced that uh, they were, they were going to become first party. Phil Spencer brings him up. He makes the announcement cool. with yeah, Tim yeah. there. And I can see something very similar happening to... Um, you know, with Ed Boon. I mean, obviously, uh, Ed Boon was just there with uh, with uh, Phil Spencer at the Dice Awards. He won an award himself, as a matter of fact. Um, and uh, look, I, I mean, the, the bottom line is that if Street Fighter is going to be locked up behind Sony, and that's what it appears to be. It, again, this is what we're all speculating. You know, the, I, I, I think that we can all agree that with no announcement of of platform, it, it, it's it's a little nefarious, for, at least in my opinion, right? Um, for you, as a diehard gamer, right, you obviously know the importance of... And again, this isn't a tit-for-tat thing, but again, we also have to talk about what could combat a Street Fighter Six. Well, a, a, a potentially uh, a, a killer instinct made by NetherRealm Studios. Oh, yeah, uh, Mortal Kombat. Sure. And that's the thing. I was talking with Everborn on the phone earlier today. Mortal Kombat, it, it, NetherRealm Studios isn't just another, um, uh, you know, development house. N with with NetherRealm Studios, you're going to get the Mortal Kombat IP. Yeah, that includes indeed. film. That includes mm -hmm. comics, anime, statues, yep. figures, clothing. You name it. It is. It is. A, a, it's a monster of an acquisition for the value of the IP. Not to mention the value of who comes along with that IP. I mean, just look at what they they did with um, Mortal Kombat 11. I mean, it sold over 12 million copies yeah, yeah. for a niche fighter. For you, do you see any kind of smoke here? Or, or, as, or as a, you yeah. know, a bit of a KI nerd, am I looking too much into it? No, I mean, this is one of those things that just keeps coming coming around, and at some point we're going to actually have to see something about it or have it dashed for real forever right the this ed boone thing has been popping up multiple times since he said it right yeah and mm -hmm. he's always been a ki fan because during his heyday it was ki versus mortal Kombat, right mortal yeah. uh, uh street fighter was a separate thing right they were very much neck and neck the mortal Kombat and and the killer instinct of of its day on nintendo and all of that so he's always had a thing for for Killer Instinct, and he's always made it known that a crossover would be very cool one day, right? So, you know, as far as do I think that it would be useful for for Microsoft to to go this route? Heck yeah, I do. The uh, and 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 f uh, for the record, I am a Mortal Kombat stand from way back, way far. F even though I was born and and bred within the 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 streets of a, a Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat is, has a very special place in my childhood. So. You know, I would obviously want a new, more, more uh, uh, resource-rich Mortal Kombat, right? So that would be perfect for for the situation. I mean, 
there uh, while you guys were talking I, I was thinking about what special nick said where he has said it a while ago that that he's he is uh, under the strong belief that it's in heavy development well active development but he uh he he could not find who's developing it so it really does make sense that this could be one of those little secrets that are being floated around for those that know you know they they'll they'll let it leak that it's being being made but they refuse to tell anybody who's making it only to bring out another realm doing doing so it is still a dream right now but it's it, it could it could it could go beyond that you know i'm i'm looking forward to seeing something like that and as far as the tit for tat that you were talking about, you know, we, we I think we can all agree that that Microsoft is not necessarily, or, or, or uh, Xbox specifically, is not necessarily in the business of looking at what others are doing and, and replying back, right? They they've been kind of on their own grind for a little while now, but until this whole uh, Activision Blizzard thing showed up, you know, we were pretty well versed on what where they were looking to be heading now this whole thing seems to have derailed not necessarily derailed but taken up all the oxygen in the room so to speak so who knows maybe this deal was already inked already maybe all of it is done they were just waiting for that perfect opportunity to to announce it at an e3 type time and then of course now we live in a in a post uh, activision blizzard king acquisition world so it's almost like wow they're acquiring somebody else you know we'll we'll see where it goes but you know I mean, take my word for what it is. I'm 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 totally biased in this situation. I would love for that to be the case. I would love for Mortal Kombat to become first party f uh, on Microsoft's side, of course, because that would really give us the fighting game we, we need. So I hope that that comes to fruition for sure. Yeah, you know, and again, I, I just want to reread the, the comment directly from Ed Boone. Mm. I can say that for the past 10 years, we were releasing Mortal Kombat and Injustice. When we broke that pattern, there were there were a lot of speculation of what we were doing next. I can tell you that there's a reason for it. And when we announce our next game, it'll make a lot more sense. At this point, I'll get in a lot of trouble if I say anything more. Now, in past commentary, Kay, Ed Boon has said that even though he would like to do a Mortal Kombat versus KI. He specifically mm -hmm. said that KI plays very, very differently. Mm -hmm. Now, again, this could be me just reading into the commentary, but their next game is not a Mortal Kombat game and is not Injustice Three. And if they're if, if you're going to let anyone in on that IP, who better than Ed Boon and his team? No, yeah, I I completely agree with you. And, and to the fact that to that idea that they both play differently. That was always a thing that was known uh, uh, to the fighting game community that if there was ever going to be a crossover, one would have to adopt the other's style. And yes. we weren't sure who it would be because you can't have both be there. It can't both be that Mortal Kombat style, you know, dismemberment thing in a Killer Instinct with Killer Instinct characters, right? You know, and, and it would be a little weird. So it would be very interesting to see how these guys who, who at this point are expert in, in Western fighting games, right? You know, clearly they are the experts in Western fighting games. They always make games that, that deliver. It'd be interesting to see how they thread that needle, how you keep both ver uh, various styles or various games, uh, characters, interesting in their own right, while still communicating together in this Mortal Kombat slash uh, 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 Killer Instinct world. I mean, it is much easier with their Mortal Kombat uh, 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 Injustice world because they've kind of brought the Mortal Kombat world into into DC, right? So yes. they, they let basically DC adopt a bit of that Mortal Kombat style and that's how it worked. But 
in a world where Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat both have such a distinct style that's different from each other, it'd be very interesting to see how they how they thread those those things together. But yeah, I, I'm I, I'm I'm still on on I'm on your boat. I'm I'm still with you because of the fact that this has been said to be an active development, but they have not brought out the name of of the developer. In addition to the fact that Ed Boon just won't be quiet about it. Every mm-hmm. couple of years, he drops a new bug in somebody's ear. You know, something's something's there. There's smoke. We don't know where the fire is going to happen, but there's definitely smoke, and I'm looking forward to seeing this thing. Either them coming out and finally admitting it, and we all going, "Yay, we knew it," or just admit that it's not happening and let let us let us be sad forever. But it every couple of years he drip feeds a bit more data, which which keeps us on the hook. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's funny that you should say that because I want to bring in Wandering Dutch in the conversation, and I have another tweet in front of me from June 14th. He loves June, mm-hmm. and I guess it's mm-hmm. because it's E3. Uh, June 14th, 2019. This is what Ed Boon had to say, uh, Wandering Dutch. Wondering if Xbox players would want a Killer Instinct Thunder skin for Nightwolf. Like, are you kidding me? Like, how, how, how come that didn't happen? Look, Wandering Dutch, this would be a monster deal for Microsoft. Again, we, we have to keep reiterating if Sony is going to money hat Capcom and Street Fighter the the IP because it's it's if if look if Street Fighter Five is exclusive and then Street Fighter Six is exclusive guess where we're all playing Street Fighter until the end of the world it's going to be on a PlayStation unless they like King David says becomes a publisher and they start putting games everywhere which you know King David <laughs> he reads those tea leaves very well. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on this, Wandering Dutch? With the recent comment from last week, is there smoke to this fire? Yeah, I think so. Um, but I definitely, it's been it's been one that's been going on for a while. Like like we've you've said there, and and we've said before, it's it's a kind of a relationship that's like I say, there's there's no there's no smoke without fire, and there's there's certainly been fire. Um, on social media for quite a while he's constantly talking about it or they're talking to each other or teasing each other about some kind of crossover or doing a remake or a reboot um he's he's obviously a, a huge fan of color instinct and he would love to work on it um and his his mention i think specifically on if it was his own ip if it was just mortal kombat um he would have mentioned it was just mortal kombat but the most recent post kind of stipulating um i would get into a lot of trouble if i mentioned what we're making says to me that it's not his decision to make that call which would mean it's definitely down to another company and that company is the partner company that he's working with that partner Uh company being xbox um so yeah whether that's a mortal kombat killer instinct crossover or whether or not it's a killer instinct reboot um i'm sure we'll find out i wouldn't mind either (laughs) <laughs> uh, both of them are amazing options um i love killer instinct as soon as that that initial reboot of of killer instinct came out on the xbox one i got the ultimate edition that included all the arcade versions and everything that come along with it yep all the expansions all the characters um so yeah i've i've had that since day dot um i play it from time to time um love the game it's very it's in this the word accessible but it's a very accessible fighter um, pretty much anybody can pick up and play it. Um, the combos aren't ultra difficult to pick up, um, even for new players, which is great. 
Um, but you can also then refine your skills and get really good at the game and make all these ultra combos very quickly and these these joining attacks and um, yeah, it's it's an awesome game. It's a very pretty looking game as well. I think no, if you if you see this natively, um, the game itself is very pretty. 4K 60. I'm sure they've got some kind of performance mode on it now. It's HDR. Mind you, this is a launch title from 2013, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very, it's a very good looking game, to be honest. And you, you can't, you can't shake them for that. Um, but again, I'd, I'd love to see a reboot of it and and get a bigger following again this time around. It deserves it. It's a very underrated fighter in my eyes. Um, but yeah, hundred percent. I do not see why it wouldn't. And the acquisition of Netherrealm, never say never. It could happen. Um, but I would definitely say, in terms of the recent announcement by uh, uh, Boone, that they have something in development, but they can't say because he's getting a lot of trouble. I think that's because of the partner he's working with, and the partner wants to announce that. Uh, and I do believe that partner to be to be Microsoft. I think they're definitely working together on it. Yeah, makes great sense. Uh, Mag, let's bring you in on the conversation. Obviously, yeah. right now, uh, the talk of the town recently has been Street Fighter Six for a multitude of reasons. One, as a yeah. new Street Fighter coming out, which is great. Uh, and two, again, it, 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 it's, it's believed by many, many people within the industry and in the circles we run in. I mean, even special Nick turned around and said uh, back, I think maybe even a year ago, and he made mention on this week's, uh, new episode of the Xbox era that he is being told by two different sources. One is saying it's exclusive and two, he, the second one says that it's not. So he doesn't know which one he said, both of them are, are valued sources to him, but it is believed to be exclusive. Yeah. I think how you challenge that and street fighter is listen, I maybe, maybe for a lot of people in the chat, we have 300 people, almost, almost 300 people here. Maybe street fighter doesn't fall into your wheelhouse anymore like it did when it was released on you know like the super nintendo and then obviously the the, the saturn and the, and the dreamcast and so and so maybe it's just not your bag anymore certainly a lot of people's bag how you challenge that how you take them to task is get a franchise as powerful as street fighter and I, instead of just money hatting a game, you buy the company, which I think that would would be would do well for NetherRealm Studios to be on. Or the you buy the parent company, company but we'll talk. Or about well, that yeah, later. we'll we'll come to you momentarily, brother. We know you got a lot to say about about this particular topic we were talking. But w yeah. do you think there's a shot that what Ed Boone is saying is a new killer instinct? Yeah, I do, and I mean, I it's all right there. You know what I mean? Like it's not like it's it's like we're we're trying to like interpret, you know, in between the lines, reading in between the lines or anything. It's he's practically like putting it on a billboard, the way I see it anyway. And uh, uh, by the way, boom, I just got to tell you that um your your um reveal scenario that you put at the very beginning of the show, I I haven't had like romantic fantasies that detailed. <laughs> like I I like I, like you are so detailed and like and then Phil's going to turn around and show the screen. I'm like, Jesus, I'm sitting there going, Boom has really thought about this. Like the absolute <laughs> down to the detail of like what, what shirt uh, Ed Boone's wearing when he comes out. Anyways, it was awesome. I'm oh, he's going to be wearing a Killer Instinct shirt for sure. Oh, for sure. It'll be KI. And I'm he's telling wearing you, Jago shirt. No, it's yeah. Jago shirt all day. Hey, you know what? 
<laughs> I can see it happening. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. That, now, let's get into this another realm situation uh, briefly, qu- uh, quickly here. It makes sense. Okay. Now, the whole thing with WB, I've been banging that drum for, uh, since we started talking about that last year as well. Everborn is not the only one. We're all in the same squad in that re- in that respect. I still think that WB's on the table. Just because Microsoft pushed their chair back doesn't mean they left the conversation. Okay. Um, so uh, we'll see how that goes. But the thing is, it makes sense. I mean, you got two Western companies, right? You got Microsoft, you've got NetherRealm, WB, whatever. They're all American companies. Okay. They get along together. The culture is pretty much the same. It's not like, can you imagine like all the all the cultural differences and the, the the sort of disasters it would be? Not disasters, but how different it would be to like try and incorporate like major Jap- uh, major Japanese publishers and stuff and trying to deal with never mind just the language barrier, but even like the cultural barriers and all that stuff. You wouldn't really be on the same page. I don't care what anybody says. You wouldn't. It's just the way of the world. Sorry, yep. right? Mm-hmm. But the thing is, when you got two Western companies, you got Western companies working together, the same ideals, the same work habits, the same sort of, you know, ideology. I could see them working together on something like that. Um, now, if you think about how and why this makes sense, look at what Phil Spencer's got in his arsenal. He has got third-person shooters on lock. Okay, yeah. with like your whole Gears of War and everything else. He's got. First, now, because of uh, uh, Activision Blizzard, he now has the first-person shooter business on lock. He's got the action RPG genre on lock. I mean, I don't have to go through every single bloody thing that they own now. Um, You know, fantasy genres, first-person, all this other stuff. But what are they always missing? What is that one thing that they're always missing? A fighting, besides 2013, uh, you know, with this game that we're watching right now, was a fighting game and children's games. Okay? TT Games and NetherRealm. Sounds pretty obvious to me, isn't it? Wouldn't that fill Perfect up? Perfect fit. You know what I'm saying? If you got a ship that's kind of getting, you know, a little water's getting inside, what are the two perfect plugs right there? TT Games and Nether Round. Boom! Your ship's going to keep going. So, you know, I could see that that being a thing. Now, the thing is, Ed Boone loves to tease. Asante was saying that earlier. He does. Uh, you know, and uh, John John was saying that earlier. Um, uh, you know, John, I, I see your name, John Wolf, and I keep wanting to call you John Snow. Just because I think of like, you know, like the whole wolf thing. It, it... John Wolf said both. it. Asante said it. Now I'm going to try and say it properly. You know, they were talking about the way that Ed Boone loves to tease. You guys remember way back, not way back, but it was a couple years ago when they were uh, teasing MK10. He hadn't even made the announcement yet for MK10. And Ed Boone, no joke, is walking around a parking lot taking pictures of a car of the MKX car. Like SUV, I think it's, I don't know, I can't remember if it's a Mazda or Toyota, MKX. And he was taking pictures of the car. And I'm like, what, is this guy lost his mind? And then I realized what he was doing. He was teasing MK10, right? MKX. Like, can you imagine he's walking around a parking lot taking pictures of other people's cars? And that's what he was doing because he (laughs) loves to troll that kind of stuff, right? He does. And he likes to get people excited. So why not? So now he's doing, and you got to face it, guys. What do they do when the anti you know when the anti terrorist squads are always talking? There's a lot of chatter. There's a lot of chatter, and you know what that means? You know that something's on its way. What's going on with Ed Boone right now? This guy is chatting up a storm. Yep. You know this guy's practically he's a witness here, there, protect- and everywhere. He's ridiculous. He's chirping more than a witness protection program guy. You know what I mean? He's like, but I can't say anything. But I can't say anything. I'm like, dude, come on, man. You're basically just, you know, you're, you're, you're just dying to get this out of your system. You can tell, but you know what? In just a few short months, I think we're going to find out exactly what's going to happen. Um, I don't, 
if it's gonna is it gonna be exclusively killer instinct maybe because they just let's face it they're just still coming off of mk11's dlc right i mean it's only been what a year i can't see them putting all that effort into into like a a, like a mortal Kombat versus ki that quickly of a turnaround and not even an announcement i think so that you know so that you know when they release that mk that first part that's the primary team the secondary team does the DLCs. So oh. then the primary team goes off to work on something else. So okay. it could be offset to the to the timeline where these are the new team that finished. Because that second part, Aftermath, was all DLC. That was not the primary team. They really? Were I did not know that. And you know yeah, what? I got to you know, them. well, then I'll tell you one thing. Kudos to Team B. I hate to say that, but let's call them the secondary team. Uh, kudos to them for putting together one hell of a DLC. Aftermath is incredible, dude. It was amazing. If you're a Mortal yeah. Kombat fan, I mean, just playing the story mode alone is worth it. Never mind being, you know, tinkering around with all the DLC characters and whatever. Absolutely magnificent. Um, and of course, let's let, let's let's face it. Also, uh, NetherRealm is no stranger to crossovers. One of my favorite, and it was uh, criminally underrated in my opinion. One of my favorite Mortal Kombat's was uh, the uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe. You remember that, guys? Yes. Yep. I yeah. loved that game. And hey, Matt, did it, a- and. And sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, I think yeah. and per- personally, and it's a point I wanted to make, but I forgot on while I was talking, but just to add, because you just made me remember, in my opinion, the Killer Instinct IP matches better with Killer- with Mortal Kombat than DC did. So I think that they they would be excited to kind of int- work with the Killer Instinct franchise. Yes, and you know the thing you guys were talking about, actually, thank you for bringing that up. I just want to piggyback one last thing here before I move the mic on to Everboard, is that... Um, you know, people are saying, you know, the fight style is different, this and that. Let's also face the fact, guys, that Killer Instinct came out nine years ago. That's right. Yep. Like, nine you don't ago. really, you can change it up now. It's not like it's a sequel that came out two years ago where people are going to be going, uh, guys, I've just finished playing this game, and now they're playing differently. By by the time you hit nine years, and first of all, it's not like the game's coming out tomorrow. So it could take another couple of years, right? If that's the case, now you're talking like anywhere between 10 and 12 years between titles. You could easily retool that game to make it its own entity and make it basically an entirely new game with a new fighting style, but with the same characters and at least, let's say, the beating heart of Killer Instinct. And, I mean, who's like who's honestly going to care? Like, come on. Like, I mean, is anybody going to care? They're like, oh, the movement's a little different. I don't think anybody's going to care as long as the product's good. That's the way I see it. You know, uh, I always have the same thing. I have a, the same, a very similar mantra when I'm working. You know, someone's like, uh, you guys are doing chicken again today. They did check it yesterday. I'm like, yeah, but you know what? If it's really damn good, no one's going to say a word. Okay. If it's bad, that's where people start complaining. I said, all you have to do is give them quality. I think that if you give a quality killer instinct game and it's slightly retooled for even a more modern audience, like, cause let's face it. Once again, they are not building games for us. They're not building games for people in the chat. They are building games for people who were born in 2013 and 2012. So that by the time it comes out, they're 12 and 13 years old. You know, guys, around the same age we were when Killer Instinct came out in the arcade. Thanks for making me feel old, man. Thank you, Everborn. You're very welcome, Everborn. But guess what? Welcome to reality. We're old. I I remember when it was called Ultra 64. That was the Super... that, That was the N64 engine, which is... Bonkers. I played that That's in right. Nathan's arcade. Anyone from New York knows about Yonkers, New York. They had a they had a, a Nathan's arcade that had 200 machines. 
So good, man. No, the there memories. you go. So that boom, how old were you then? That's who they're marketing for when this game comes out. Because it's not like I said, it's not coming out tomorrow. This is coming out. Or sorry, two they, two years building, maybe. Right, two, take, three years yeah. maybe. So now if you're looking at like uh, you know, 20 people who were born when Killer Instinct 2013 came out. Okay, now you're talking about people who are around the 11 to 14 year old range. That's who they're made. That's who they're marketing for. Not old farts like us. You know what I mean? We're like, yeah, one you know, step but from uh, the to, golf to, course. Yeah. To be honest, though, Mag, I, I I hear what you're saying, and you do make a lot of sense. But I I don't. I think that because Ed Boone is classic, like an old bastard like me, mm. he would want to keep Killer Instinct the same. The movement, oh. I don't think, is going to change. Uh, you know I what? think it's. I think. It's, Sorry, I ahead. think it's going to. I think it's going to be Killer Instinct. I just think the modern. Uh, um, visuals and storytelling is good because the one thing that about killer instinct listen the story was just it, it was okay it wasn't great um right. and i think that seeing how uh netherrealm tells the story of mortal Kombat, specifically 11 and that aftermath dlc was freaking phenomenal just imagine that storytelling and the polish of uh, of mortal Kombat 11 coming into killer instinct it would it would be something else yeah but you, know, you hear the thing i'm going to push back on one thing though boom mm-hmm. think about ed boone who's been making mortal Kombat since the early 90s do those games play the same as they do now no they do not no they're, so they're certainly he different. has evolved over the years right so like if you were to put mk11 and put it up against MK1. Never mind, like the actual, like you know, the technicality the of it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and the visuals and that kind of stuff. If you actually look at the playstyle, have completely changed. So they do evolve over time. I could see him, not maybe not maybe not like as 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 you know as crazy as a difference as like MK1 to MK11, but like somewhere in the middle, I could see that. I could see him evolving it into a point where maybe he can morph it ever so slightly so that it's a little bit more compatible with the Mortal Kombat universe. I could see something like that, but I don't know. We'll see what's, uh, we'll see how it goes. But uh, either way, I'm excited to find out what's going to happen in June. I think it'll be interesting. I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be something. And I hope it's exactly how boom said it, by the way, I just <laughs> like to point that out. I want to see if it happens exactly like that. I swear to God, we, we all got to put in like a hundred dollar super chat or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. It's, like, it's almost like a bet, but anyway, well, listen, either way, boom. Boom. Boom got me like that uh, when uh, on ILP with the last year. Sound, with the yeah. sound. <laughs> when he I had the sound effect the, and everything, yeah. I was so angry. I, yeah, I was angry at myself. I was like, because... this has to happen now. <laughs> yeah, I remember that, by the way. I remember that. Yeah. Listen, all I can say is the next interview that Phil Spencer does, and I would imagine that he's going to be doing quite a few, watch for the Mortal Kombat something on his shelf. You're going to see. You're going to see, folks. And you're going to say, you know what? That guy, boom, he was right. But anyway, I want to bring in um, Everborn Saga. But before I do, I got to catch up with some of the Super Chats. We have three from Drawn TJ, all $5. Thank you for the generosity, my brother. The first one, he says, hello, guys, and hello, Drawn TJ. Second one, he says, Hell yeah, Mortal Kombat crossover with Killer Instinct would be amazing. It would be, but the killer, but 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 to be honest with you, I don't think that's out of the gate. I think that they, if this comes to fruition, they do they reboot the franchise and at some point they do a crossover. And um, and he uh the second the third one he says, do you think they should pick up dub all of WB and get Ubisoft? Ubisoft, no, stay away from them. They have a lot of problems. Plus, they have twenty thousand employees, which is more 
than all of Microsoft and Activision put together. It's too much of a, a nightmare over at that company. Xbox we're gonna talk and Activision, not Microsoft and Activision, but yes, yes, yes. Uh, but we're gonna we're gonna talk about a WB potentially right now. And uh, uh, Moislito Guerrero drops a very generous wow twenty dollars super chat, and he says this: I. It's going to be a big miss opportunity for Capcom if they make a Street Fighter VI exclusive to PlayStation. Uh, the, X- uh, the Xbox Game Pass was just announced over 25 million subscribers. Just imagine the amount of people that would buy this on Xbox. Oh, there's, there's, it would sell. I guarantee it would sell at least the same amount, potentially more, than you will see the sales on your PlayStation 4 slash 5. But... Everborn Saga, let's get you in on the conversation before we move on to the shenanigans of tonight, the the spitfire, the spicy, uh, whatever you want to call it, because we everyone has been talking in the DMs, and we have a lot to say about what uh, Pactor had to say on the F- Pactor Factor, which, again, I'm going to read know, you the quotes. I don't even know if I have to say anything about that after Mag's video, because... Oh, for the love of God. Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, well, listen. Comedy gold, baby. We, comedy gold, indeed. But we're going to get into it. Uh, what? Wh- where do you? I mean, listen. We know that you think Microsoft should pick up WB proper, right? I mean, WB go all Discovery the way out. at this point. Yeah, and and and, and, and you know what? We're we're into somewhat of a greens. I don't know if Microsoft wants to get into the film business, but again, that's a horse. That that's a conversation for another podcast. For you, seeing the way Ed Boone continues to talk about killer instinct just recently teasing about his new project that's incredibly different than mortal Kombat and injustice do you think there is definitely smoke with oh fire with air smoke there could be but at this point it could go in any direction because Mm. warner brothers has so many ip what if he's making a matrix fighter Right. Well, that like would this, be awful, but but I, I see. Well, your point. hold on. Would it though? Right? Because Matrix is all about the kung fu. I could see it, but that's neither here nor there. I do think, um, you know, I think there's something, and you know, as you know, like uh, we have speculated many times about, you know, what could happen with uh, Netherrealm and TT, and I have been ma- trying to you know, make the business case for uh, Microsoft entering into the uh, streaming market, uh, video streaming market, and what better way to do that with a premier legacy um, movie studio that already has uh, one of the biggest streaming services to boot, as well as, uh, uh, you know, a plethora of IPs and then owning half of all the superheroes, you know, in, 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 in the world. Right. So, um, and again, AT&T just valued, uh, Warner brothers for the discovery deal at $45 billion, which is, uh, even when you add like consideration for uh, a markup is, uh, you know, probably they could have done it for the price of the Activision Blizzard deal, but that's neither here nor there about Mortal Kombat. Firstly, I want to um, talk about this idea that they feel too different uh, to have a crossover. And I would argue the moment people see Jago versus Sub-Zero, all is forgiven. Yep. They can do whatever they want at that point, right? So so, so there's that part of it. Now, um, then there is 
um, is there potential that uh, Microsoft may have already purchased um, um, NetherRealm off of uh, off of AT and T's hands? Um, and I think because it would be more than a hundred billion dollars, sorry, a hundred million, hundred million dollars. Um, I think we would have known about it. They would have, they would have had to say something. So I don't think that deal is done. Now, are they partnering at the moment? Maybe, but then we also heard those rumors of there is a Japanese studio that's working on a killer instinct. Yeah, as a matter so, of fact, Tempest Sun, and, uh, obviously, who's obviously a part of the show, uh, and is, uh, you know, taking take some time off from the program, uh, says there was a rumor that Bandai Namco was making the next Killer Instinct from for Microsoft. Maximilian Dude, who if you don't know who he is, that's the fighting game king, if you will, covered it, and though uh, he he said it had it had a, dec a decent chance at actually happening, but he says I'm hoping that they got NetherRealm though. Right, and and this is the thing. If if they're not already making it, I think it could be. And the Matrix was just my you know thing because I think it fits well with the idea of a fighting game. Um, and I think Ed Boon could, it, even if you don't like it, I think Ed Boon could make it into something that you did like. Yeah. Uh, between storytelling and fight mechanics, I, I think it would be very interesting. But Warner Brothers proper has a million IPs that they could turn into. Um, you know, uh, 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 a fighting game. So it could it could be nothing, um, or it could be the beginning of something. Because remember, a lot of these things are in flux, and maybe um, this is a deal like um, you know, uh, we all expect Crystal Dynamics to be uh, acquired, right? Yes. Um, you know, maybe this is one of those deals. Hey, make Killer Instinct for us right now. And then uh, hint, hint, wink, wink, when your discovery deal is done and my Activision Blizzard deal is done, we'll actually make this official. Yeah. Like a Sony, like the Sony template. Yes. Well, no, I was going to like say. Like a lot like, of courting before like they a, get married. Yeah. I was going to say like, you know, you got the side piece and you tell them like, let me just uh, get this divorce first. I promise I'll marry you. <laughs> right? it's, it's that kind of thing. So, and how many times does that work out in the end? For the it usually doesn't. That's what it has been done with his analogy. The, the, yes, the original basic instinct always basic gets instinct. called phone call from the mistress. That's how it happens every time. But anyway, um, no, I think um, could it happen? Yes. Has it already happened? No. Um, is there a partnership? I could absolutely see that happening. But again, I think Microsoft right now is so gun ho on closing the largest deal in the history of the company that they're not they're not moving on anything. Even if there was a deal and they were set to sign it, um, November 19th, 2021, all of that changed. So everything's on hold before then. And uh, we shall see. But it would be an amazing moment at, at, at uh, E3. And remember... Any trepidations you have about play style will go out the window when you see Orchid versus Molina. Yeah, yeah. Just, yes, I, man. I, I, I like what you're putting down. Uh, folks, listen, 
We're going to get into the nitty gritty. As you saw, I, I died numerous times. I haven't even made it to the part where I beat the big pumpkin. I couldn't help but laugh at you, Boom. You yeah, dude, it's, and, and that's funny. You're in there. It's just so fun. I love watching other people. Uh, and shout out to a lot of people that were like, listen, Boom, love what you're doing here. Congratulations on beating that dude. But you're rolling way too much. So, listen, I, I don't play Souls games, so I roll. That's I thought you were playing Rise, Son of Rome for a second there, Boom. Oh, my God. Here we go. Look, at I'm rolling again. There you go. Listen, uh, let's, let's get into what everyone and we first of all we got 330 people here please do me a favor if you are new to the channel you're finding us for the first time consider subscribing more importantly if you are already subscribed consider hitting the like button before you get on out of here we got to get into a topic that i feel is going to piss a lot of people off for our multitude of reasons um and uh quite frankly Hearing hearing him, and I say him, I'm talking I'm 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 talking about uh, Michael Pactor. If you don't know who Michael Pactor is, uh, maybe about five years ago, he he was literally the talk of the town. Uh, he had built up a reputation of getting a lot of his opinions correct, and unfortunately, over the course of several years, over the last generation, he has fallen out of good grace with the peoples. Uh, because obviously he is, uh, he's made a lot of bold statements. Um, and most of the time, I, and again, this is not me dumping on the dude. He's, he, it's some, again, I, I'm not talking about his business practices. I, I could care less about that. I'm talking about his opinions in video game, uh, the, the realm that we all are hanging out and talking about. He has been wrong, not almost nine out of 10 times. And I believe he has once again put his foot in his mouth. And here is why, folks. Here is what he had to say on his paid-for show. Now, you can go and you can watch it right now. Uh, uh, go look for the Factor pa uh, the, 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 fa uh, the Pactor Factor podcast. It's a, it's a, it's a little um, show that he does. Originally, it's, pay it's paywalled. And eventually, after it's been out for a couple of days for its, its members, it becomes available on YouTube for free, which is how I watched it. Now, um, like I said earlier, in, in, in when we were doing the intros, um, I got a chance to watch um, uh, Hoag's new video from Virtual Le Legality, and uh, he specifically talked about this particular topic. It was really well done in, of course, what Hoag usually does. He always puts out a great product, and I'm, I'm happy to support him. But I just want to read the quotes, folks. And this is, again, the reason why I'm, this is coming into a conversation right now is because of the way that he, Michael Pachter presented it. He didn't present it like, hey, folks, this is my opinion. This is what I think is going to happen. He, pre he presented this in this paywall video of it being as a matter of fact. And I think when you do that, you do open yourself up for uh scrutiny you'd certainly open your up yourself up to fail which i think he's going to do and here's what he had to say so folks bear with me because it is a lot of nonsense he starts off with this my expectation is microsoft is going to receive a consent decree from the ftc which of course stands for the federal trade commission right this happened and obviously this is this is something that happened already. What if you're not sure what a consent degree uh, uh, decree is? Is basically um, the FTC is going to make some suggestions. Uh, 
uh, after they agree that, yeah, you can go forward with the deal. But if you go forward with the deal, these are the things that we want you to adhere to. So this is this is this is Michael Pactor actually saying this shenanigans. He says that the FTC is going to request no price increase to the Xbox for 10 years. He's then he continues to say no price increase to Xbox Game Pass for 5 years. And this is where it gets stupid. And any game in the Microsoft portfolio that has historically been published on PlayStation, listen to this, folks, must be offered on PlayStation for future iterations. But if you think the stupidity doesn't go any further, well, I got news for you. Here it goes. That's not just Activision, he says. Nobody asked a question, what about the next Fallout? What about the next Elder Scrolls? My guess is Microsoft planned never to put those games onto PlayStation. The government will probably the government probably can require them to do so moving forward. So let me just break this down in the, uh, the easiest terms as possible. He is suggesting, and he says at the end of this, a uh, watermark this video, you're going to come back and you're going to say that guy was right. Well, I'm going to tell you that he's 100% wrong. What he is suggesting in the third paragraph is even though the FTC has approved the Bethesda deal two years ago, he is going to turn around and, and the FTC is going to say, oh, by the way, Microsoft, you have to put uh, all of these games like Fallout and uh, pick your favorite one. Wolfenstein, whatever, on a PlayStation because traditionally they've been there. I find this to be the most preposterous thing I've ever read. Mag, I want to go to you first just yeah. in case we run over because we know you got to be out by 9 o'clock. <laughs> How yeah. ridiculous is what is Michael <sighs> Pactor saying this? And he's saying it with as a matter of fact. I, I can't, boom. I can't do it. Like when I saw the video, first of all, it came, uh, I, I saw that Tim Dog had posted it like three days ago, and I didn't even know it came out. I didn't even hear anything about it until I saw you uh, go in on it, right? So I saw you go in, and I'm like, what the hell is Boom getting on with this now? So I click on the thing, and I'm going, what? <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. So I'm just like, okay, that's a take, I guess. And then... I got I to gotta admit, that's when the wheels started turning to me, and that's when I had to make a video. I'm like, you know what? It's been the first video in almost a month that, like, because I just I couldn't find anything funny enough to spoof, and this just took the cake for me. So I got to say, it's like the mother of all bad takes here, uh, but uh, in my opinion, um, when it comes to uh, when it comes to some of these uh, hot takes, especially coming from him. I understand that a lot of it is like, you know, hey, you know what? Some of it's just speculation. You just think, you know, come ideas. Say, Listen, I think this may happen. This may happen. This may happen. But to quote Captain Kirk from The Wrath of Khan, by the way, 1982, one of the greatest Star Trek movies ever made. <clears throat> when he's on the comm with Khan, he goes, Khan, you managed to kill everybody else. But like a drunk marksman, you keep missing the target. So that's kind of where he's going with that. It just keeps missing the damn target over and over with this. Now you think about this. I the way like let me break it down as simple as, as I can because I'm not whole law, okay? I'm not I, I'm not an expert in any of that kind of. Well, I mean, 
I, I do deal with that stuff now, but not in the video game world, right? So, but the thing is, in my body, the way I look at it is at $70 billion, you don't spend that to be told what to do with it. I mean, it makes I, sense. Is that just me? Uh, you don't spend $70 billion, you know, to be met with caveats and demands. What the hell is that? It's ridiculous. You're putting up the money, not them. This is that you know when you you know when you give people uh, caveats and demands. You know when you give people ultimatums or tell them what to do when you owe them money. <laughs> that's when people put caveats, demands, and tell you what to do, right? Because they're like, "Fine, listen, I'll lend you this hundred bucks. However, right, don't spend it on booze." Make sure you have it back to me by next weekend or whatever, right? So, like, does that? That's hey, what hey it Mag, sounds like. Hey, Mag, didn't you know Microsoft was paying for this with food stamps from the government? Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> like, so this is what it sounds like. This sounds like they owe them money. This sounds like Sony's trying to buy somebody, right? That's when that, that that's when you get caveats and demands and be like, listen, y'all broke, so you're gonna you're gonna follow these demands right here. Right. That's the way I see it. Now, the other thing is uh, that I did like what exactly is the fair trade commission if the competition clause is you're going to handcuff the buyer that right. does not make any sense to me whatsoever. How can you handcuff the buyer uh, of, the, of, of that company, of said company, right, or publisher? How can you handcuff them by saying you can't raise the prices of, of Xbox for 10 years? You realize in 10 years, it'll be another generation, right? Correct. Okay, so the Series X and the Series S will be long gone. and Not long gone, but I mean gone enough in like 10 years. Okay? Inflation may play a big part in 10 years, assuming we're even here in 10 years. We could be living on Mars in 10 years for all the hell we know, right? So who knows what's going to happen? But Or a part – I was going to – okay. I yeah. was going to say a part of a certain union, but we'll leave that alone. <laughs> <laughs> My God, guys, bringing it tonight. Um, so here's the thing. You know, how do you know how much things are going to cost in 10 years? How can you handcuff a company and say, now I understand like the current gen, they don't go up in price. You don't start with a $500 console at the beginning of a generation and start and then charge $550 six, year, uh, six years down the road. I understand that. It's they usually ridiculous to even yeah. make a suggestion like that. Right. Yeah. So like what, what's happening is what would end up happening, obviously, is that the prices would go down. Right, because the parts get cheaper, right? And they find cheap, they find little workarounds, they find uh, shortcuts, everything else uh, to use less silicone, less plastic, less parts, and they're able to make it a lot cheaper. That's hence like the slim models, right? So that doesn't make any sense. Um, game Pass, uh, keeping Game Pass uh, at the same price for five years. First of all, we called that anyway. I think that that actually is the most accurate thing so far because, like I said, I do not think – I think that they have to hit those thresholds just like Disney Plus does, just like Netflix does. Netflix does not raise their prices until they hit a new threshold, okay? Same thing with Disney Plus. They do not raise their prices until they hit $100 million, right? I think the Game Pass will raise in price, um, but – I think it'll have to hit somewhere between 50 and 75 million. That would be their plat. That would be like their next threshold. Once they hit that, then they might raise it a dollar or maybe $2 or whatever. Yeah. Right. And then at the same time, guys, let's face it. Inflation is a thing uh, you know, uh, wages go up, expenses go up, uh, especially after this pandemic and everything else, everybody's still on the mend. 
right? Everything is more expensive. Just go to the grocery store. You can spend a hundred bucks and you come back with nothing. Hey, okay. can I tell you something, Mav? Yeah. You want to hear something that's pretty interesting? Uh, Philadelphia cream cheese, pretty, pretty, pretty good cream cheese here uh, in New York. Uh, yeah. FYI, uh, eight dollars for yeah, sixteen Yeah, okay. So ounces. you know what? You're gonna have to change to the Wisconsin uh, uh, cream cheese. Because, eight dollars uh, for Philadelphia. Eight dollars, seven eighty nine here in New York for the sixteen ounce. Uh, uh, Philadelphia cream cheese, the whipped that, kind, which is the one that I like. Yeah, well, Switch like I butter, said, you're gonna have to change it to like uh, the eight mile, eight mile Detroit cream cheese for uh, for three dollars. Uh, it's $3 like not even cup. two pound. Yeah. Can't yeah. Well, see, butter, you know, Dutch, that's what we're facing over here. You know what? Actually, thank God, I got a uh, you know, uh, Everborn and I are part of the revolution. Yeah, you've seen the Tesla, price of Heineken but, in the states, uh, dude. A regular car. A regular car <laughs> fill up in Canada is a hundred and ten dollars for a gas tank of gas. Cow, that's that's hey, as much hey, as your man. game. Mag, you know sometimes I just drive in front of gas stations. Actually, I go to the gas popcorn. station all the time to get lottery tickets just to piss people off. But you know, that's that's just petty me. Anyhow, um, but I'm saving the planet, man. <laughs> hey, I'm trying to shame planet. everybody else into doing it. And look, Elon Musk is putting satellites in Ukraine, right? So good on good on good on us. Anyways, the thing is, this is what I'm saying. The point is, is that things get more expensive. I could see that going up, but not in the next five years. They are still trying to build a player base in the game pass. Uh, game uh, yeah, game pass subscription and yeah. of course the community they need to build it you're not going to raise the price next year that's ludicrous because that's before all those big games come out you're going to piss people off before <laughs> those big games come out it's not going to happen so pactor is right there i still think that it's going to be five years before they raise the price there uh the console thing does not make any sense they have no right to tell anybody how much to charge for their product none i don't give a cr uh, i don't care who they are Okay, the Fair Trade Commission, I don't care if they're from around the world, around the globe or whatever, just North America. You cannot tell anybody what they can charge. That's what's called enterprise. You cannot tell people what they want to charge for something, for a product that they that they make. Right. That's like going to Apple and saying, no, I'm sorry, you can only charge X amount of dollars for an iPad. Doesn't make any sense. And it's never going to happen. On top of the fact that these caveats and, of course, these demands, this is the last thing I'll say, uh, these caveats and demands sound like. I don't know. Like it sounds like 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 they're in first place. You got to keep in mind that these guys in the gaming space are in Still third, barely number place. three, barely, barely number three in the competition of the gaming space. It doesn't make any sense to make all these caveats and demands. If they were number one and already monopolizing the situation, you could put caveats and demands in there all day long because that would be okay a reasonable case for monopoly. But this is clearly not the case. So I don't understand where this is coming from. However, like I said, the only thing I agree on is the Game Pass thing not going up in price. And uh, But the other, the other stuff, I think, is all nonsense. But anyways, if you want a good laugh, hey, come check out my, go check out my video. That's hey, exactly hey, Matt, what I was making fun of, right? So Maybe yeah. they're... Maybe they're considering changing the name to the Unfair Trade Commission. The yeah, well, unfair. yeah, like it yeah. doesn't it seem kind of silly? Like it's it, it seems lo like like lunacy. Uh, and at the same time, they've already the, the other thing that doesn't make any sense is that Microsoft has already basically reached out that olive branch and already said, listen, some of these games are going to go third party anyway because we do not want to break up the gaming community. Yes. It doesn't matter where that community is from, whether it's from PlayStation, whether it's from Xbox, whether it's from PC, and if you all recall, they did mention Nintendo. Yeah. Because they want to open it up even further to even a bigger audience. That's what I see. Listen, again, it, it, just based on his track record, it's is a good chance that he's wrong, which he usually is. 
But to suggest this ridiculousness, which, by the way, you're going to see I'm going to sneak right past that very large bear that's sleeping. I don't mess with him. I just go get the treasure <laughs> and I'm out. You'll see. Uh, keep watching. Because look at it. Look at look at the size of that thing. Are you are you freaking kidding? What am I supposed to do against that thing? Um, but listen. Hey, boom. What class did you choose? Samurai. Okay. I, I, I started with Warrior. It was terrible. I was going to like throw the game away um and delete it and never install it again and then i started over a switch to the hero class uh been doing some farming up to level 20 i hate it a little bit less don't love it yeah but i hate it it less this game may this is a a very love hate relationship when it comes to the game um I, i i'm i'm enjoying it i'm getting killed quite a bit but i'm i'm a little bit more bold now because at least the guys on horses and stuff now I can take down equally and with no problem. But what level are you on? Tw- I'm level twenty. Oh, well, you, you, well, you better you better than me. I, I wasn't killing people that big at that at that at this level. But we'll talk after. <laughs> Real quick, I got to shout out Lady Foxfire in the chat. Thank you so much for being here, darling. She drops very generous two dollars super chat and says, "Glad I made it live. Showing some love. Hit the like button." Well, thank you for that, darling. It's always great to have you here, and we definitely appreciate you hanging out with us. And of course, thank you for the generosity, Brett Bingham, good friend of the show. He drops a five dollars super chat and says, "Pactor is full of it. Indeed, he is. The U.S. government doesn't own Microsoft. He has some of the worst takes in the industry, and a lot of the time, it is just hot air. Indeed, it is." Um. Let's let's bring in Kaysante. Kaysante, you and I were talking about this today, and mm-hmm. look, there is one thing, and I want it to be very clear. Okay, you're allowed to have an opinion. That's what's wonderful about this great country. But again, when people put themselves out there and they do these a matter of fact kind of commentary, like he did during this 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 video that T- Tim Dog uh, responded and I responded to. You do open yourself up for the boob award of 2022, which I believe he's going to receive. And I and I, I'm hoping yeah. I can bring I can hand him that award. You know, big trophy with a, just a boob on there, not an actual boob, but just maybe <laughs> a, just a, a funny face that says boob, right? Oh, um, what what are your thoughts on what he's saying? Because it is a sounds like a lot of hogwash to me. Yeah. So so you you guys have already like most of, you've already uh, laid it out pretty pretty plainly here. The hell do you you drop a horse from that height and he doesn't hurt himself? I'm sorry. You know something? I I tried to jump from a much much higher height and I died, and the legs I'm were flying the all over thing. the place. So it wasn't good. Like, it, that, that's ridiculous. I'm it, trying to figure out the fall the fall damage in this game. There was is no very fall bizarre. damage. It's, he had bizarre, he had right, imaginary yeah. wings. Kaysante, you didn't see the wings. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Anyway, uh, as we were saying, the guy used to be you know he used to be a voice within the, within the community and. And as he has made enough mistakes and has been wrong enough, right? And it's not even the wrong stuff. And you guys have already pointed that out as well. It's not whether he's wrong or not wrong. It's that he prognosticates. And he does it in a very confident way that makes you think that it's all but a, a secure situation at this point. You know, It makes it seem like he has some insiders or he knows something when clearly it's just an opinion and then he's wrong over and over and over again. And he says it in such a snarky way that it, it, he invites that criticism to him you know so the the fact that 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 he's doing this 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 is one of many videos he's done it's just this one caught a little bit more fire than the others have but that he's always saying things like that now about the substance of what he's saying all of it is wrong 
uh, I'll even I'll even uh, go against a bit a bit of what you were saying there, Mag, about about the pricing, um, the pricing being delayed at some point. Mm-hmm. Even if they even if they choose to increase the price at some point, that'll be a choice that Microsoft will choose to make. Right. What this guy is saying is that the FTC will force them to keep it the same for five years. Anybody forcing Microsoft to keep anything anywhere? If they choose to increase the price, they will increase the price. And uh, and if you pay attention, and, and shout out to Hoag Law, he, he laid it out very well in his video. If you pay attention to what the FTC is there to do, it's to continue to spur competition. That's the ultimate Absolutely goal. Absolutely right correct. Right. It's, it's so that when this is all said and done, will there still be competition here? Or will it be one person gets the whole thing? If, if, if anybody remembers the old, and we're a bunch of oldies here, if anybody remembers the old Microsoft days where they were made to offer browsers, like this is in Europe. Uh, I lived there at the time. Every time you boot up Windows, it asks you which, which operating system you want, um, which uh, browser you want to choose from. They were forced to do that because in that market, the way that that was uh, laid out, they basically owned all the operating systems already anyway. Now, if you force people onto your browser after that, that is a complete monopolistic uh, situation. And, and that was rightly called out. So they have experience in this realm, right, being called to the carpet and possibly even separated. There, there was talk of the company getting broken up because they were too powerful. There is no way that these guys are not walking into this new environment, this new potential purchase, not thinking of all the potential pitfalls that are, that are befall instead of them. Patrick does not know what the hell he is talking about because like those decrees would happen as, as has already been said here, those decrees would happen if they owned a larger stake in the market, which they don't. That's already been plainly stated. Those decrees would be useful if there was any way that someone could make an argument that after this is done, all of a sudden uh, 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 Xbox or place or Microsoft will have an unfair advantage in the market. And there's just no way you can you can see what they're doing there and and actually have a, a viable argument against it, right? So it's just it's, it's absolutely ridiculous in my opinion. There, there's just no reason to even you know for him to keep carnival barking. It's surprising that this one caught fire, but you know pay attention to him and you'll get a couple of them. Every once in a while he'll say something absolutely ridiculous, and he by definition you can tell based on all his remarks he's definitely a PlayStation dude, which is fine. But, you know, combine that with the snarky, you know, prognostication and all that. And it all, he always just rubs people the wrong way. You know, it is- I would I would add to that. I think we found his Twitter account. It was the same one that asked Biden to step in and stop the deal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, interesting. Oh, just one thing. I do have some breaking news. <laughs> what you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. No I love it. In your rambling, incoherent response, were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought? <laughs> Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Yeah. What, what movie is this from again? Billy Madison. And they got have mercy on your soul. On your well, soul, listen, we, 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 well, just stop the footage because we don't want to get we don't want to get uh, uh, flagged you know by YouTube. That's right. That's um, right. But, Yes, I mean, good, good stuff, dude. What, what can I say? And, I plan yeah. that all day. So if we do get a flag, I, I apologize. But I, <laughs> I, people are here. I'm sorry for that. So. Yeah, no, 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 no problem. I'm going to timestamp it just in case I have to cut it out. Yes. But here we go. Mm-hmm. And it was only, it was 26 seconds. Excellent. Okay. Well, look, the, the bottom line is that there's a lot to be, uh, to be said 
about um, what he talked about. And like I said, simply by suggesting, as a matter of fact, he did he did put himself out there. Before we bring John Wolf into the conversation, let's get Wandering Dutch here. Dutch, you have a lot to say about this. Obviously, we were talking in the DMs. What are your thoughts on, on, on again, the, the, might be the dumbest comment of the year so far? There's a lot to unravel on this one. Um, he's, he's psychosis is one of them. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he the, that he seems to assume that he has sources on the inside of an, e, an NDA-filled a transaction, one of the largest transactions in in gaming history, if not the largest transaction in gaming history. And he seems to think he's got sources on the inside that are willing to break NDA to tell him the finer details of of an agreement. Uh, <laughs> is is absolutely mind blown. Would you say um, it's rubbish? It, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that would be an understatement. Um, the fact that he also believes that three of those. Um, would be uh, competition prohibiting rules that they're going to put in place here as part of the agreement. Um, one, forcing them to not increase the price of uh, of a product, forcing them to not increase the price of a subscription, and then forcing them to place products onto their desired locations um, is competition prohibiting, not creating competition. Um they, that would essentially say that the FTC um, uh, or DOJ um, are essentially prohibiting Microsoft from making any profits should there be um, severe um, financial implications on the market, uh, i.e. inflation of products or inflation of costs that require them to increase. Um, if that would be the case, then it would be loss-making, um, and, and that wouldn't be um, providing any form of competition. Um, it wouldn't be uh, essentially. It would be prohibiting Microsoft or or Xbox from competing in the first place if they were having to take a loss on all their products. Um, so that's never going to be uh, anything that comes into into play. Um, again, it's another one of these shows that uh, put their wild thoughts behind a paywall that tells you all that you need to know about that. Um, they'd rather kind of put their shows out first behind a paywall and, and make people pay for it to get these silly thoughts um, before it goes out of the public. Um, of course, fine shows like ourselves don't require that in order to get people to to understand our opinions um, or to listen to us. Um, we're more than happy to do it here free of charge. <laughs> Thanks to the lovely guys at YouTube who provide uh, a, a horrific amount of advertisement afterwards, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but no, it's 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 just a, another guy, another ex ex analyst that seems to think he knows a lot about the finance side of things, and he doesn't. Um, I don't understand why a lot of these game analysts seem to now become finance analysts or analysts of large brokering of deals. Uh, which is is not the case, and they're never ever in a million years going to get the finer details of a large eighty billion transaction to a guy called Michael Pachter, um, who was a, an analyst in the gaming sector. Uh, he's never going to be told those details. Um, he's he's living in dreamland. Um, it's never going to happen. They're not going to restrict that. Um, if there is going to be any form of things it's not something that microsoft have to accept uh Hoglo did a very good uh, breakdown of it um 
they can essentially all they'd be doing at the end of the day is if if they don't agree and they want to sue them for it, Microsoft can take them to court. And actually, the the DOJ and FTC have lost just as many as they've won. Um, so they've got a fair chance of going around anything anyway if they do take them to court. And the chances are Microsoft being one of the largest uh, organizations in the world um, would be able to argue the case anyway and just say, look, X, Y, and Z points, and these are our breakdowns of why it's not anti-competitive. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, I don't know why he, or why people even come up with these silly, silly kind of points of view and, and then pass them off as fact uh, when it can be quite easily dismissed as as completely unfactual and, and baseless. Um, or why people, again, and it, it's happening more and more these days, and I think everybody's kind of found that out. There's a lot of people claiming to have sources um, in certain things. Like a lot of people that have no sources whatsoever, their sources end up being some just some guy on Reset Error <laughs> or some guy on Reddit. Or, you know what it is? It's People just need to stop saying they have a source for something if they don't. Yes, right. he's been in the industry a while, but none of those people that have been in the industry have any affiliation with the FTC or the Department of Justice. And even then, if they did, they would be severely penalized for breaking NDA on such a deal anyway. Um, there would be, and by severely penalized, you're talking court time and jail time. Yes, um, you, indeed. Not, <laughs> you, you can't talk about these type of things in public, no matter who it's to. Um, so. It's a federal yeah. crime, just so yeah. you know. That's major yeah. jail time. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So it's and I mean I've I've seen a few this year myself working with clients and you, you can't speak to anybody about them and, and nope. they are this specifically requested by them. You sign on the dotted line, cannot speak to anybody outside the office about X, Y, and Z. So that is it. Um it's in office only, and that's exactly what NDAs are. You can speak to your you. All the people around you working on the deal, nobody outside of that can speak about that, and that is that. And everyone working on this deal will be part privy to an NDA, um, which is why when both Microsoft and the opposite side, of course, ActiBliz, um, are speaking about anything to do with this deal, they're all loose terminology and it's all kind of things that can be construed in both ways because they can't officially talk about anything. Correct. They're not yes. allowed to by NDA. Um, they'd love to, of course they would. They'd love to tell you the ins and outs right now, but they can't. It's under NDA until the deal is done, in which case then they can speak to their heart's content. Um, but yeah. Which I, I would expect that once this deal is done, we're going to see something very similar to what happened with oh, Bethesda with a big sit down. There's going to be a round table as, as usual. There'll be a nice, a nice round table where they talk about the history of the company, etc. Hopefully Bobby Kotick isn't anywhere near that. I seen another silly article as well the other day. Um, I, I think it was IGN who misread something as well and said that Bobby Kotick was going to get 15 million pound. Um, if he turns the company around underneath Microsoft, I said, no, that the, the actual document doesn't state that it says, no, he's if gone. Bobby that, that guy, that guy's gone. By yeah. June or July. And it didn't say this year or next year. It just says by June or July. Of course, they misread it. Um, it just simply states he's going to get a payment. Um, all Microsoft have to pay him 15 million to as a as a pay as a compensation. Oh no. I'm sure Microsoft are really bothered about 15 million pounds to get rid of a, 
someone like Bobby Kotick. Well, he, well, he's a monster, that guy. Big I mean, there's no doubt about it. He's you know, the Dutch, basically the devil. I just yeah. want to throw something in quick when you're talking about the NDAs and stuff like that. Um, I deal with NDAs with Ubisoft, okay? Yep. And those things are no joke. Yeah, and all I'm dealing with, well, now, now I can actually officially say, that I've been dealing with like Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed, okay, and games like that. So, like, can you imagine something of that scale? Oh, God, yeah. I'm terrified to mention anything to, like, my neighbor. Okay, can you imagine? <laughs> like, it's not like they're listening to me on a satellite. Can you imagine something when you're dealing with the Department of Justice? They're not talking to Mr. Pactor about this. Nope. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I just was trying no, to get no, that out there. Because I do sign right. NDAs, right? So yeah, exactly, exactly right. And again, same for mine. Like, mine's not even that equivalent. I mean, I'm obviously I'm an energy broker, so mine revolves around multiple companies and sites and what they're doing and their yep. expenditures, etc. Um financial NDAs on my side so it's a little bit different again um, as opposed to um, product NDA mm -hmm. um, but same applies Not again it, it, it would revolve around <laughs> some form of jail time if not some form of uh, criminal yeah, lodgings crazy. against me uh, and of a deal of that value and of that size, 80 billion, that's not just criminal, like you say, it's federal <laughs> crime. <laughs> it's, uh, that's well beyond that. There's such a high volume. It's 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 going into, um, would have a detrimental effect on the decisions of something if word were to get out X, Y, and Z about certain dealings. You can't, you just can't speak about it. So for him to claim he's got sources close to the, he hasn't got sources close to the deal. It's beyond ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think that pretty much sums it up. Beyond ridiculous is is kind of the term <laughs> his podcast should be called. It's well, name, listen, I, 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 great stuff as always. Silent Cipher in the chat drops a very generous ten dollars super chat and says, "Such a killer panel! Boom! Awesome to see and listen to all of these awesome folks on a show after a long work day." Cheers, all! Thanks for the content. Well, thank you for being here, brother, and we're glad that you're enjoying. It. And of course, thank you for the very generous uh, super chat. Uh, let's bring in John Wolf. John, you've heard what everyone said so far, but I'm interested to get your opinion on Pactor's uh, once again proving that he really does not know what he's talking about. Um, I mean, again, this is this isn't really uh, you know it, it it his his putting his foot in the mouth situation is not even a suggestion. It, it's a fact based on what he's saying. What are your thoughts on on this? Yeah, boom. Uh... Michael Pactor, what experience do I do I know about Michael Pactor? I remember him from the game trailer days when he had that pack attack show, right? That I, I remember being much, much younger. I think it was during the the generation with the Wii with the 360 that he would come out and he would, you know, talk all this smart talk. And he was basically like Kay Asante mentioned in the green room, the whole law of that generation, right? He would come out and he would say all these things that sounded uh, you know, fancy and, and smart and all that good stuff. What his tracker record was back then, I don't know, but uh, it's fallen big time. This guy fell off harder than Shia LaBeouf after Transformers, brother. So that's, uh, you know, and that's putting it lightly. Um, for uh, Just to start with him, though, dude, I mean, this is pretty common sense. If you're a financial advisor, you just gave Microsoft the worst financial advice that I've ever heard in my life, you know, with, uh, with some of these... Uh, things that that you're even entertaining that the ftc 
is going to to you know these these stipulations that the FTC supposedly, according to him, is going to put on Microsoft. Let me ask you a question, Boom, and the rest of the panel. Let me guys, let me ask you guys a question here. When uh, Disney closed the seventy billion dollar deal with Fox, did the Department of Justice tell them that they couldn't lock down Marvel? That they nope. you know that no right. Did they say, hey, The Simpsons uh, can't go to Disney Plus. The Simpsons has to be on Amazon also, Amazon Prime and and all yep. these other places. So I, I, I think that, you know, they Pactor... did just one thing, John. They did yeah. force them to get rid of Fox News, but that's one of those things that they didn't want staking I mean, up the brand anyway. <laughs> okay. okay. Right? So, so okay. and these are the things. There may be concessions, but Microsoft has to agree to it. And it would need to be something that they were going to do anyway. Like maybe you said, Mag, not raise the price on Game Pass for right. two years, three years, because they weren't going to do it anyway. They weren't going to do it anyway, exactly. Yeah. But go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, thanks. Thanks, everyone. That's good, useful information. But the way that I see it, right, it's like Pactor is like he's trying to become the spokesperson for all of these pro Sony fanboys with their, you know, ludicrous ideas and and you know all these gatekeepers that that you know that for the longest time uh you know have have wanted to make this deal not come true i've seen articles and i i i haven't seen so many people pushing for this deal to fall through uh in 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 anything that i've ever seen and and it's funny right because it's michael pactor this is this is a playbook from 2013 brother and, you know, I haven't been on YouTube for a long time, boom. So I really didn't have a voice around the 2013 timeline when everybody was pounding on Microsoft. But this playbook is old, Michael. You know, this is a very old playbook to be uh, anti kind of Microsoft. And and not that he's doing it in, 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 in that way. He's not doing it, you know, to to poo poo Microsoft or anything like that. But but just, you know, just the, the very notion that you're putting basically handcuffs on a company when you're predicting this and like boom like you said that it's very matter of fact like it just goes to prove that you don't know what you're talking about dude like you know why, why would why would microsoft agree to all of these stipulations that you're putting in place to basically not be able to make any money off this deal if if they're going to put these many stipulations in place like i mentioned in the green room just say no just for the ftc it's better just for them to say no and not let the deal go through you know what I'm saying? So in a way for him to kind of uh, make it be and 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 decorated in the in the way that he went about it, I thought it was very 2013-ish, boom, to be honest with you. Uh, 100%. Yeah, it, it's, again, I, I don't know what he was thinking and the, I, the way he was so confident in his speech uh, about it su suggests to me that uh, he, I, again, he used to be someone that you could trust. Certainly, there's there's room for him getting maybe five, six, seven years ago during the era of the uh, of the Xbox One, PS4, he would get some things right. This is again, this is this is a bad take. That's the bottom line. It's a it's a bad take, and and for him to get out there and put this for everyone to see, I, I'm actually quite shocked. Let's get Everborn Saga, uh, your opinion, Everborn. Uh, you know about business because you own quite a few yourself. And you and I were talking about this uh, privately. When I told you uh, about this, you had a lot of, uh, of fire built up. I would imagine you're going to bring that fire now to talk about it. Yeah. So um, I also happen to uh, work in finance. And I'll tell you something about a lot of the finance guys that I meet. 
Um, they don't know anything about the gaming industry. So it doesn't surprise me that they keep going to uh, uh, Mr. Pac-Man uh, about <laughs> for, for advice on, on where it's going and what, what, what it's doing. So um, I, again, it really comes back to the, um, the FTC can ask for whatever they want. They cannot force. So at the end of this deal, when it closes, if it closes, it will be that Microsoft agreed to do something. And the question is, in we have to ask ourselves, is in what world does Microsoft say that unless they were already planning to do this, that the, the publisher that they bought to um, create exclusive high profile titles for their subscription service, which they have labeled as the future of their business, which will thrive based on the exclusives they can offer, that they can no longer do that, right? The the FTC can say whatever they want, and, and they're not saying that, right? So I don't want to say that the FTC said that um, or the DOJ said that, but if they did say that, that this uh, Activision Blizzard deal would uh, stifle competition, guess what? They'd actually have to prove that. People think it's a rubber stamp where it's like, oh, the FTC said no, so I guess we can't do it. That's not how this thing works, right? They would make their case and Microsoft would make, the, the, the FTC would make their case, Microsoft would make their case. And it's not just the FTC we're dealing with, we're talking about that now, but there are 17 locales that this thing has to um, go past. And... Um, Nick's in the chat said something very interesting. People give um, the the FTC and DOJ too much credit, right? Like we're very quick to say I, we're very quick to say that you know uh, politicians are stupid or politicians are corrupt or they don't know what they're doing in Washington. And then we say when it comes to the DOJ and FTC, they've got it all figured out and whatever they say goes. Uh, we don't live in, uh, uh, if you live in America, right. We don't live in a country where that that's the way that works. Right. If they, they, if they want to, uh, stop this deal, they would have to prove that it will be in the best interest of competition. Right. And tell me what's in the best interest of competition, preserving the, the the natural order of things with the people who are in first place, raising prices and charging you for cardboard? Or is it introducing another there player who will force who will force the people who are at the top who are raising prices to now create more value to win your dollar? Right? So so what was happening is we're not really getting competition because of um, because of the content that's, and I'm not saying, you know, Sony and Nintendo don't deserve the place they have, right? But I am saying that with Sony's market share, they are able to secure exclusive content and take it away from uh, people who are not on their platform. And if we're saying that that's okay for competition, but, um, you know, securing content by purchasing a publisher isn't, 
it's because that we want things to stay the same and we want them to be the status quo. And we don't want any challengers. So if Microsoft doesn't do this, who is going to come in and be able to challenge Sony or Nintendo? Somebody tell me. That's a great who, point. Who comes in and, and challenges and shakes the up the order of things without an acquisition? You could say maybe it's not Microsoft. You could say it's Tencent. You could say you could say it will be Amazon or Facebook, but how will they do that without making a large purchase? And do you think the DOJ would want the Chinese government to be the only competition? That's a in big a, in no. A, in, a, right. in a North so, American market. So, so so let's let's really sit back and think about um Microsoft like the the the, the DOJ, and I don't think they would say anything like this because they don't care. Right. Like they want to know that you are stifling competition. And I'm sorry, you're not in. And by the way, I know we say monopoly a lot, but I think it hurts our argument when we say monopoly, because the question is, was never, is it a monopoly? Right. That's not what the question is. The question is, Will the deal stifle comp stifle competition? Yeah, the monopoly right? thing was just will a, it hurt customers by 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 fanboys really? That it was never anything to do with monopoly, right? Right. So so but this is what I'm saying. I, we're smarter than the troglodytes, so we shouldn't say monopoly, <laughs> right? So the question is: does this hurt customers? Does it hurt employers, or does it stifle competition? And nope. if the answer is no to all of those from any sensible person, in what world does the deal get blocked? Yeah. It, it, and it again, I'm not saying that there won't be any decrees that made it look like the DOJ said something because spoiler alert, that's how these things work. Yeah. Spoiler alert, that whole uh, app store bill, it was probably Microsoft lobbyists in there that helped them write that. Spoiler alert, when they do make a decree, Microsoft will uh you know say you know i mean we could accept not raising the price on game pass for another two years because we already weren't going to but hey <laughs> lena khan sure you want to get that win doj hey you want to get that win sure and we'll all shake hands you'll look like you did your job we'll pretend we played along and then everybody goes and the palms will be sufficiently greased. And I'm not right. saying anything untoward or illegal is happening. I'm just saying there is no world. Where, and I'm not saying this means Microsoft won't make COD uh, multi-platform and treat it like a, a, a Minecraft. That's not what this is about. This is, will the uh, Department of Justice or the FTC say, uh, or force Microsoft to make not only Activision Blizzard King Spyro, the federal government is going to force Microsoft to keep Spyro multiplayer. That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah, Everborn. Right? But another, but another thing, right? Like the way in in the comments that Pactor's making, he's even he's even bringing up the old deal uh, with with uh, with, Bethesda. with Bethesda. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like like why? Why, why this, is that even? This, yeah, this this is, this retroactively go back and do anything about that. Right. And, 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 and this is the point, because if that's what you're going to do, why stop there? Remember, remember, the the, the uh, Bungie deal still needs to go past regulators. It's a three point five billion dollar deal. It's, it's more than one hundred million dollars. It has to get approved in the U.S., in the EU and wherever else Bungie operates. 
So so are they going to say then, hey, Sony, you know, you bought Insomniac, um, Spider-Man, you're going to have to retroactively say that all exclusives are illegal now. Right? Yeah. Is, that, is that a law that we think is going to go on the Senate floor? Exactly. Can you imagine? Exactly. Can you imagine if Pactor, you know, because it, it it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if Pactor would have included in his statement, uh, all all future Call of Duty games can't be playable on the Series S because it's ludicrous. The things that 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 he's putting on there are are idiotic. Yeah. Listen, as a At matter least. of fact, uh, like you said in your video earlier today, Mag, why stop there? Why just not? Why not just say they're not allowed to release it on the Xbox? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's worth saying bullshit, See, and that Let's is just why. Keep going. That is exactly. why I say he himself, Pactor specifically, is a PlayStation dude because exactly he goes he goes far beyond the the seeing of the tea leaves, the reading of the tea leaves, far beyond the the money matters, and basically makes like uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, console warrior issues his issues. So that tells you he plays there and he doesn't like a certain thing. And the fact yeah. that the fact that Elder Scrolls is not coming to PlayStation bothers him, so he's using his, it. it's, he's I, using his his pulpit to basically uh, voice his frustration. Has nothing to do with like you know actually, hey, I'm a reputable source, follow me, you know, I'm a person you should listen to. No, he happens just like Hogue Law, right? Hogue Law is a great lawyer who's also a gamer. This dude was an analyst who's a gamer, right? And when that happens you get people saying what they want to say about the games they like. Now, in Hogue's case, he likes to keep it very even-keeled and very much statement of fact, right? And unfortunately, we have Pactor who clearly, with every word he says, you, you can kind of see his bias on display. So, well, that's, that's so I don't, I don't even, I, I, let, I don't, I, I have not been following Pactor that much, so I will oh. give Pactor the benefit of the you, doubt. You should However, just type in Pactor and start reading and watching all the various clips that caught fire. It's been a while. He's been doing okay. this. So I'm going to ask Slow-Mo after we get off this show who he thinks uh, has more bad takes, Michael Pactor or me? Because he says I'm the king of bad takes. Oh, now, no, okay. I, I, I think Pactor's got to beat, brother. Now, <laughs> now uh, the question is um, – well, not the question – I will give Pactor the benefit of the doubt because I have not followed much of what he has said in the past. Mm -hmm. However, let's say he is not um, as juvenile to not be able to tell what his uh, counsel preference is, to tell the difference between his counsel preference and his actual, um, you know, uh, advice towards, towards the industry. Uh, I think he says things like that because we're all saying Michael. How many times did we say Michael Pactor in this episode? Probably right? exactly. that, that was the purpose of it. Forget about council warring. Yeah. It's free advertisement. And now people are going to go to his YouTube channel or his Twitter or whatever to hate listen or hate watch <laughs> and wait for him to mess up again and then say, gotcha, bitch. But the thing is, um, I I like that's what I that's what I think this is about. And we again, I'm I'm happy to talk about it. But we have again fallen for his trap. But it is a worthy discussion because people in the community are running with it, and people I, I think or I hope come to us to uh, talk sense that, on Monday that, and, nights. And that's why Everborn. That's why I went into the details of that 20, 2013 strategy. 
that's that's when it was cool to, to talk bad about Microsoft and all the ratings and all the media outlets were getting all the clicks and all that stuff. And apparently he he thinks that that tactic is still uh is still relevant in today's uh, age. But it worked. The thing is, though, the, thing is, is like, the more yeah. the more the more he keeps speaking on this and like if he's getting into this whole fanboy rhetoric where he's making up random claims and things. Yes, he's going to get loads of clicks and blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. But that's. Uh, at the end of the day, it's uh, does he does he believe in his credibility or does he believe in in, in clicks? Because if he's a, an actual analyst, or if he takes his job seriously, or any job he has had seriously, then the credibility is something that he should value more over the 100%. clicks that he gets. Yep. Um, otherwise, his name's not worth anything in the industry anymore, um, and that's the problem he's going to have. Um, and uh, as as creators like us, we we also want that credibility more so over clicks because if it doesn't um if you don't have that uh, that that base in which people can actually trust what you say and, and listen to what you say with some form of credibility then you're just going to get go by the wayside you can get the clicks all you like so but it's not going to value anything so real quick for those who don't have the history of pactors like blunders here's a quick rundown real quick uh, Assassin's Creed 2 would go to the 1700s and they'd take Altair, Altair would return. That didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> the PS3 generation would be the last generation ever. Wow. Wow, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That oh, cell oh, processor this, was really powerful, man. This one's a rich one. This one's a rich one. Xbox One would outsell PS4 by 75,000 units by 2014. Wow. P, uh, GTA 5 sales numbers would blunder. <laughs> these are some of his hey i bet you you're gonna be, i'm gonna be right and then and then obviously he's not right and crickets so this is yeah. good man this is good for the deal if he if he said all these things it's good for the deal then oh yeah oh yeah he's he's just trying to you know a broken clock is right you know twi twice 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 a day he's uh -huh. hoping that this is this is the time where he's right he's probably wrong but you know it is what it is yeah, well, I mean, listen, I, I, we we had a great conversation this evening. We are closing in on, you know, uh, the, the end of the show. I want to thank a couple of people who dropped Super Chats. Elemental P.O., good friend of the show. He drops a $5 Super Chat and says, Evening gamers and gents, all I have to say, gentlemen, is thank God for VRR on the Xbox, indeed. Uh, we also have Pragmatic Eagle, good friend, generous friend of the program. He drops a $10 Super Chat and says, it's not their job to say no. It's their job to ensure laws are followed. The deal is legitimate, legal, and the deal isn't a monopoly. For example, when uh, they um, denied the T-Mobile AT&T merger a few years ago. And yeah, they just, and of course, that semiconductor company that would have literally been the only people making semiconductors. They could charge whatever they want. They did stop that deal. We also have Silent but, Cypher. But hey, just one thing about that, though. And, yes. I, and a lot of people like to sort of use those those instances, but you, context is everything, right? AT&T was a major player in the market at that time. Mm -hmm. yes, still, that they still correct. are. It, it's like Verizon and AT&T. Those are the number one and number two. So if the, if if um, T-Mobile is going to merge with AT&T, then there's less um, players in the market. Right. However, when two smaller people get together, T-Mobile and Sprint, what happens? Yeah, there you go. They become right? one big one. So, and 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 this is the thing. And now, 
that combined uh, to smaller companies can now compete more effectively with the people who own the market because of because of market share. Yeah. Right. And yep. that's really what this is going to amount to. Or, or at the very least, that's what Microsoft's lawyers are going to argue. And I have a feeling they have pretty good lawyers. I don't know. It's just a hunch. Yeah, no, indeed. Uh, Silent Cypher drops a $5 super chat, additional $5 super chat, and says, just like I mentioned when Adam uh, Cono, uh, Conover was blessing Microsoft recently, Pactor enjoys the clicks. He believes any press is good press for him. I disagree because I wouldn't put my money... Uh, and invest in his opinions because he's an analyst and he gets paid for it. I'd be running the other way. But listen, ladies and gentlemen, that is your show. Big thank you to everyone that tuned in. We had over 350 people here on a Monday evening. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did. Let's get everyone out of here. And we'll start first with the mag. He's got to get. He's got to bounce momentarily. Mag, by yes, all means, tell everyone where they can check you out on social media and check mm -hmm. out this new video, which somehow <laughs> or another I missed. Well, you better check it out after the show, boom, because I, I put it up there. <laughs> I put it up there. It was uh, pretty funny about Michael Pactor, actually. Um, and uh, I just couldn't help it. I mean, it was uh, it was inspirational. But anyways, guys, you guys, uh, everybody on the show, you guys already know where to follow me. Uh, John, John Snow, it was wonderful doing a show with you. Uh, and panel, you guys are amazing as always. Are you trying and, to say uh, he doesn't know anything? What, what was that about? <laughs> and uh, Asante, I can't wait to see you on uh, Elden Ring this week. Uh, look forward oh, yeah. to that with that shaking head of yours. Uh, um, anyways, listen, guys, it was a great show. Uh, you, you know where to find me on Twitter. You know where to find my videos on Twitter. And, of course, you'll find me here every Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern, on this very show, Primetime Gaming with Mr. Boomstick XL and friends. And, uh, and guys, I'm a super busy man, so that's all I'm doing in that realm. So, uh, But uh, keep an eye open. I might have an even more ridiculous video coming out tomorrow. And, my God, I don't know where I get the balls to do that the, this new one, but I just did it anyway. But, anyways, guys, everybody have a great night. That's, we'll talk during fun. the week. And, uh, chat, we'll see you guys all next Monday night. Have a great night, everyone. Yep, no problem, brother. Thank you for being here. Real quick, Splendiferous in the chat drops a very generous $2 super chat and says, No slander tonight, Everborn. I haven't even heard Sonic. So, Everborn Saga. <laughs> it's only because I was late. There would have been some Sonic in there. Yeah, well, I mean, then they're not yet associated with Microsoft, but that could change. Tell everyone about your brand. Tell them about your new Kickstarter that's going to be starting soon. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Well, before we get to the next Kickstarter, let's finish the last one. Uh, if you supported the campaign this weekend, you got your digital reward. So you can read everything in the Everborn Saga right now. Just be sure to check whatever email you supported the campaign with. Uh, everyone's uh, digital uh, comics uh, were, were, were sent out. And we are beginning this week um, ordering our physical prints. And as soon as those come in the mail, uh, we will get them out very shortly in the coming weeks. Uh, so I want to get everyone those books and... Uh, also, Ariel's Adventure is now available on Amazon.com. Nice. So you can look for Everborn Ariel's Adventure. That was the book from our first Kickstarter. Uh, and I recommend that for anyone that is not living in the United States. But if you are living in the United States, go to EvernbornSaga.com because you will get a signed copy uh, sent uh, directly from me and signed with this thing here. So we're nice. doing the whole... <laughs> This is from Paris. Yes. So anyway, uh -huh. um, yeah, everbornsaga.com, everbornsaga on Twitter, 
and YouTube and um, and Facebook. Sorry, Facebook, uh, Instagram, uh, Oculus Quest. I'm not calling it Meta. I'm sorry, Cog. Um, and um, Xbox, PlayStation, and Steam. And I will be on Elden Ring. And don't try to j- jump into my game. I won't let you. Uh, yeah, so. I got to figure. I got invaded a couple times and killed. Someone told me that was you it King. Get rid of that. Was it King David? No, no, it wasn't King David. It was because because he said it's juke season. Uh, <laughs> he's just coming in people's game to rob their runes. So yeah, you got to yeah, watch out for King David. I, I got to figure out a way to shut that off uh, because yeah, I got I got killed a couple times by probably someone that because you know I hate to say this, folks. Don't tell them. Boom said it. Snob purists. I mean, uh, snob purists. Uh, um, purists of, of this type of game, they're all snobs. They feel that we shouldn't be playing these games, but don't tell them I told you. So, um, yeah, they don't want you since to use magic, all of these things. Since you finally connected to this series, playing this as much as you have, would that make you a snob now, too? No, no, not at all, because <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't go into someone else's uh, g- game and, and rob them. I find that to be uh, uh, wrong in many, many ways. But I but understand. anyway, uh, Chaos Ante, let's sell you brand, brother. You had a great show this Saturday. Uh, I want you to talk about it. Talked about some very heavy topics. It was done in the best po- best, and most professional way possible. A lot of really good conversations came out of that. Tell everyone about the Gaming Circle podcast on Saturdays at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And where can people reach out to you on social media? Yeah, boom. Thank you so much. Yeah, we had a great show over the weekend. Uh, uh, Delilah we were, HD. Yes, Delilah HD was able to join us. It was really cool. Uh and she did it even even during a day where she was hosting her own show as well. So we appreciate her making the time to come come in and visit with us. You know, we 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 had some good conversation. Uh, uh, I've been as as most most people know, I've been playing Forbidden West for quite some time now. So I've, I've it's it's you know spurred some 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 thoughts in me. So I thought we'd have some conversation. It was it was a good conversation to have. Yes, I see all this this Elden Ring stuff. I'm gonna get to it eventually, eventually. I just want to wait until a few patch. I think I, I heard there was a patch released recently, like today, if not mistaken. So, was it one point zero five? Is that out? I, I know one point so. two was the day one patch, but is there? No, I, I think there's another one that was released recently, like today, if not yesterday. Uh, I I was reading that. So you know, if, if it's a bit more stable on the Series X, because that's where I I will choose to play it. I will most likely jump in, and you might you guys might see footage of me dying a lot on there as well. So, yes, thank you guys so much. Weekends, uh, you can find me on the Gaming Circle podcast, 10 a.m. Uh, on Saturdays, um, Eastern Standard Time. Uh, we, we, we have, we, I have a few ideas for guests coming up in, in, the, in the next couple of weeks. We, we might be do, doing something interesting. So keep an eye out for, for, for our goings on there. TKO Asante on Twitter, Xbox, PlayStation, everywhere where you want to talk to me. And I appreciate you guys being here as usual. See you guys next week. All right, brother. Thank you so much. Uh, Wandering Dutch, let's get you on out of here, brother. Tell everyone about what you got going on this week. What about you got going on with the indie scene? And where could people strike up a conversation on social media? Definitely awesome shows always. Some great topics. uh, And, of course, awesome guests. John, uh, great to to be podcasting with yourself, brother. Uh, Of course, you can find me on Twitter and on YouTube at Wandering Dutch. Um, we are doing a little bit more on the streaming side recently as well. So a lot of game streaming, community games like we did last night again with Halo. Um, of course, we have our podcast every Wednesday and every Sunday, the Midweek Mix-Up podcast. Uh, and uh, uh, this week, I do believe, uh, it is this Friday, 
Uh, I'll be on uh, ACG's podcast as well. Nice, dude. Um, other than that, of course, as mentioned previously, we have the big indie showcase that comes in April. Um, and, of course, we're working with uh, some awesome creators, including Asante and Mr. Boomstick, um, on bringing this awesome indie showcase to yourselves. So that's huge upcoming indie games, not just this year, next year, or already released. Um, showcasing the best of indie, essentially, and what's to come or what's already out. Um, uh, and, of course, we'll be having some surprises in there as well. Um, so that's going to be awesome. But, yes, that is me. That's where you can find me. Awesome show. Again, people, I look forward to see you all again next week. Yeah, thank you for being here. And last and no way least, special guest of the evening, John, uh, I was going to say John Snow. <laughs> John I almost, Snow. I almost said make it official, again. right? I'll, yeah, I'll just keep it. John Snow. <laughs> Listen, John, obviously, you've been doing some great interviews. You're doing some one-on-ones. I want people to funnel over to your channel, give you uh, some uh, subscribers over there. You just hit a bit of a, a, of a mark for yourself that you were, you were very happy for. Talk about your YouTube channel and talk about where can people reach out to you on social media. Yeah, thanks, Boom. Thanks for inviting me on tonight's show. It's been a pleasure to talk to everyone on the panel. Wandering Dutch, first time, dude. I think that you're competing with Jason Ronald for the best beard in the business, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're right there, brother. You're right there. So, uh, <laughs> so okay, Asante, man, it's good to uh, talk to you always, man. You were actually my first guest on the show. Everborn, I'm, I'm going to work on getting you on one day, brother. I'd like oh, to get to know about it. Just say the uh, word. Awesome, man. Awesome. And uh, yeah, boom. So my YouTube channel is John Wolf. Just like uh, just uh, you can look up John Wolf Xbox. You'll find it on there. Uh, it's, that's also my gamer tag and PlayStation uh, uh, gamer gamer tag as well on there. John Wolf. And I'm working on getting uh, Tim Dog boom actually to be on the show. We're trying to Very work nice. out. Uh, yeah logistic logistically uh trying to trying to figure that out and yeah boom the the show i like to do an interview you know kind of like sit down and just have a one-on-one kind of like a bar setting you know a couple of dudes over talking video games over a drink that's kind of like the style that you know the the mood i like to to get in and uh yeah boom thanks a lot man again for for the invite it was uh it was fun talking about the pack attack tonight uh (laughs) he's probably the one that jumped on and uh stole your 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 stuff there boom so everybody <laughs> he got his every, revenge <laughs> for sure for sure man everybody have a good night have a nice weekend i like to uh end the show with just sending out some prayers to everybody in uh in ukraine yes uh you know as a uh, wandering dutch mentioned uh when the show started uh that's a bad dude out there that's looking to do bad things so everyone uh ukraine has really inspired the world i know that they've inspired me seeing those men and women out there and even grandmothers out there fighting for freedom guys let's not forget how how blessed we are every single day and uh you know that that's it guys well thank you for being here brother and a big shout out again to the 350 plus people that tuned in for tonight's new program of course the super chats are fast and furious i want to say thank you so much for helping support double barrel gaming uh with these incredible gifts uh both in super chats and channel membership uh both mrs boom and i like to pay it forward uh and uh, and uh we have been doing so and we will continue to do so this year with a couple of big uh giveaways that we have planned and of course i'm going to close out the show with something that's important to me folks hopefully one day it'll be important to you and that's something that my dad taught me with kids and he said son treat others how you want to be treated and also it doesn't cost anything to be nice you live by those rules and i can guarantee you you're gonna have an awesome day so take care everyone and we'll see you next week on the newest episode of primetime gaming with mr boomstick and friends